If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to the return of Football to the Max after we have been gone for a while since the Super Bowl happened. And we have uh, grown in number, at least for this show, because it's a special draft episode and we got to have plenty of people to talk about it. Unfortunately, one of the uh, regular co-hosts is not here with us as uh, Mr. Gary Vaughn is going through some trouble in the family. He did have his two twins. But uh, they came out a little premature, and they're fighting for their lives right now. And uh, thankfully, everything's been going good for them. Uh, one of them, in fact, is getting out to CPAP and breathing by himself, and the other one's well on his way. So we got to send Gary our wonderful regards and hope everything keeps going well with him and his family. But in his stead, uh, we have a returning co-host uh, for this show, and of course... I got to introduce the one that's been down with me for however long this has been going on uh, since uh, since uh, Randy left us here. So, Eric Watkins, how are you doing, sir? Tired, but good. There's been a fair level of, let's just say, shenanigans the first three rounds of this draft. And I'm like, yeah, hmm, this is how I'm coming back. All righty. Yeah, and uh, of course, the first time we've ever, I think we've uh, done video before, but it might not have actually, I don't know if it ever posted or how that worked, but uh, thanks to the wonderful uh, job of Robert Taylor here, we are doing video for this draft episode, so Mr. MMA to the max himself, Robert Taylor right there, of course, wearing his Chiefs gear and uh, rocking it out. (laughs) Yeah, and of course, returning the... uh, the probably very happy Jets fan at this point, uh, Randy Isbell. 
Yeah, they haven't screwed it up yet. I mean, we have one more day to go, but so far, so good. And uh, you hear him on the kickoff with uh, Harry, Eric, and a few others, Mr. Jason Teasley as well. Afternoon, fellas. How you doing? So, all right, guys. I mean, that first round, four quarterbacks in the first ten picks. Not like it was anything totally surprising or whatever. We knew that they were going to go high. Baker Mayfield number one, though. That was It was like Josh Allen, Sam Darnold. The Baker Mayfield thing was kind of there. That whole stuff about Josh Allen and his uh, racially insensitive tweets might have had something to do with it. But what do you think about the Cleveland Browns taking uh, Baker Mayfield, Randy? Uh, as a Jets fan, I was ecstatic because that meant that the Jets weren't going to take him. Uh, at, at that point, I knew the Jets could not screw up their pick. Uh, it's Listen, it, I don't like Baker Mayfield as an NFL pro. Um, I, I think the comparisons to Johnny Menzel are accurate as far as just his skill sets are really good for college. Will it work in the NFL? I don't see it. But you know what? It, if he works out, it's a great move by them. They had so many picks that why not take a risk at this point so to me i'm not the biggest fan of it but as a jets fan i'm okay i'm totally fine with it i see robert laughing there so yeah i i, I, I took a lot of i took a lot of crap after that pick because i, I maintained that john dorsey was always a best player available type of gm and i, st- I still maintain that he is that type of uh, gm but I, I i think this pick was entirely upper office you know ownership I, I i think it was it wasn't dorsey's call in my just just based off his entire history so i'm not i'm not i'm not proud of that i'm not happy about that so what are you saying they should have taken somebody else then yeah i mean it, you've seen it all of the internet barkley at one mayfield is still there for if you if you really wanted him he would still be there <laughs> I, I it was just it was a for sure can't miss thing you were going to get your quarterback of the future Plus the best player in the draft. I, I don't get why you pass up on the best player. Is that true, though, Jason? I mean, it looked like if Saquon wasn't there, they were going to go quarterback. Oh Well, I mean, the Browns are going to Brown. I mean, that's that's the best analogy I can make. Uh, Sonny Weaver was not in the front office. So we can um, guarantee that draft day is still the best possibility that the Cleveland Browns fans – can look forward to but baker mayfield going oh one overall like like i've said many times before he's manzel 2.0 he has all he checks all the physical attributes but none of the middle so i'm happy with him going to cleveland so we got barkley eric what do you think about this did they need to go <clears throat> Could they avoid it? They, they really could have because, I mean, let's be real. Baker Mayfield, even with the knocks both in the media and even my personal knocks about guys like Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield was not the best quarterback in this draft, let alone the best player. And if you're really trying to show your fans we're going to do at least somewhat better than one win over two seasons, you start at 
fundamental positions. Yes, quarterback is fundamental. I don't deny that. But when you've got two in the first four, running back is even more fundamental. Get Barkley. See what quarterback is there. What quarterback you can convince them to play for you. Then just work from there. I like how they're able to spin this afterwards, but for right now, it's just spin. Well, even more controversial, I think, after that was the fact that you have Bradley Chubb sitting there. He was supposed to be the consensus guy that they're going to pick to put next to Miles Garrett. You go with Denzel Ward now. Let's be honest. Everybody was throwing against the Browns, so they need defensive back help, but there, though, at four. And, and especially yeah. the fact that, yeah, he's an Ohio State guy, but those were like the same arguments that your, your diehard Jaguars fans had with Tim Tebow, except Ward is a better player. Yeah, you're putting butts in the seats, but how much does that really help? What do you think, I Randy? Think, I, I don't think... They got Ward because he was going to sell tickets. That's why you get Baker Mayfield. I think they get Ward because you could throw all over them. Yes, the idea of Miles Garrett and Bradley Chubb on opposite sides of the field collapsing on the quarterback is really awesome in theory, and it would have been a lot of fun to watch. I think Cleveland looked at it as we have our pass rush. Let's fix our secondary, and I think they did that. Yes, the sexy face was Chubb. I think the better player is Chubb. But they went for a need at four, and I I have zero problem with that pick. I have a little problem with it. I think Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I like Fitzpatrick better than Ward, but I mean, I can understand why they went Ward. Like Eric said, it's kind of a homer pick to keep him in the Ohio area. So it is what it is. The Browns are going to Brown. I think we can say that uh, plenty, even without the draft being uh, put into context here. But I, I think it's you got to look at it from the the fact that you're you're needing to address that. And I don't think it's so bad that you already have Miles Garrett there. You don't have to have that guy on the other side. It's mm-hmm. better to be able to have the corner that you can say, okay, this is a guy we're going to be able to use for you know, five, ten years or so. You know, Peppers is not that guy that they got last year. They let Joe Hayden go. I mean, you need somebody in that spot. I don't hate it as much as uh, other people, and I definitely don't think it's the reach that uh, a fellow uh, compatriot of ours, Harry, was yelling about yesterday. I mean, he's definitely a top player on a lot of people's boards, so I don't don't think that I I buy that perspective. Rookie contracts are three years, right? Five. You get four and then you get the extra five right there in the first round. Okay, so they're going to be drafting another another person to replace him in four years. Maybe, or just a partner. Depends on how well he plays, right? If he plays well, he guarantees that second contract, then. Well, I mean, it's Cleveland. Everybody wants to get out of Cleveland. Isn't that most quarterbacks, though? Most quarterbacks aren't your number one guy for more than four or five years. Uh, that's true. It largely depends on how injury-free they stay also. 
you know, they they can stay injury free in a top level, then you know, not everybody's the the elite corners. That's pretty rare. And then you start getting other guys to put with them and see if you can get them at a lower cost on the second go around or something like that, unless they go. So, yeah. Um, I, I was going to say, uh, Mar- Martin Randall in the comments is uh, asking if, uh, who do you think had the best draft so far? He thinks it's the Giants and the Ravens. Oh, yeah. The Giants by far. <laughs> or oh, somebody has Giants fan. <laughs> Giants fan would say that, right? Well, no, no. Let's look. Gettleman came in, got a premier running back that you can build around that adds to Ingram and Beckham Jr. Then he goes out and addresses D-line and O-line, which were very too blatantly obvious needs that the Giants had. So with this going through, Gettleman is actually earning a lot better reputation than Reese did in his whole tenure. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, Gettleman, I think, has a – he knows what he's doing when it comes to the draft. Uh, It's what happens after that (laughs) uh, that that's the problem. But, you know, look, it's a no-brainer, the the Barkley pick. After that, I think they made some good choices as well. Uh, The – but before I think we should give some time to talking about some of the picks first, and then at the end we can talk about – overall stuff because you know if we do that first then we kind of throw the uh, proverbial load before we before we get there <laughs> so you know uh, randy is sam donald the guy you wanted all along no he wasn't i i want josh rosen i i liked rosen i i liked his cockiness i know he drives people nuts and you know just he, his attitude rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I loved it. I absolutely wanted him on the team. Yeah, he has in, injury concerns, but I mean, so does a lot of these other quarterbacks. So I, that's who I wanted, but I didn't think Darnold was going to be there at three. So again, when Mayfield went first, I was pretty sure Darnold was going three, and I was totally fine with it. Uh, I was then really, really scared that Rosen was going to end up in like Miami, and I was going to have to watch the Jets go up against him. Twice every year, so I'm glad Arizona moved up to get him. But no, Rosen was my number one going into this draft. But again, totally fine with Darnold. Has some hiccups to go, but the thing that that people don't realize with the Jets, and you make fun of them because they have Josh McCown, and he's been in 97 different teams and all that. The guy is a good enough quarterback. He just doesn't have the body for it he's a very smart quarterback he's going to be able to teach this guy and unlike some of these other situations McCown is going to know his spot he's there as the bridge you're not going to get that anywhere else I mean Josh Allen is going to be battling for his spot he's not going to have AJ McCarron teach him anything and the same thing in Arizona Sam Bradford is going if I could stay healthy I'm the man so I'm not going to teach this guy behind me so it's the perfect spot for Darnold to go and learn a little bit. The media is going to want him to start week one, but it will be smart to to let him sit and, and learn along the way until he's ready. Not like the Hackenbergs and the Petties that waited two years, but he doesn't have to push out there week one. And I think it's a great spot for him. 
My dog completely disagrees with you. Son of a... <laughs> yeah, you, you totally pissed the dog off. It's not the first time. Bambino was not happy. <laughs> I mean, do we do we really expect Darnold to be anything special? I mean, how many great USC quarterbacks have we gotten? I, 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 Two? I, I think he's gonna maybe. I think he's gonna be Matt Liner at 2.0. Well, rather Matt Liner 2.0 than Mark Sanchez 2.0. As was discussed <laughs> last night, Mark Sanchez at least took the Jets to back-to-back AFC Championship games. Four playoff wins in his first two years. None of them were because of him. <laughs> four, I, I, I say, four, playoff, four playoff wins. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like way too early to be yeah. like I don't I don't know I just think there's got to be somebody that breaks that USC mold right it's I feel like if there's anything that you can coach out of somebody is the USC. turnover problem and I feel like with Darnold that's an easier thing than saying you know whether it's a behavioral thing or, like, I, I the thing with Rosen, I don't get, because that whole, like, he doesn't love football enough because he has too many other things that he likes. Like, since when did this become a thing we start judging? Like, are we just trying to find something dumb to hate on someone for? Like, we have to have a knock on them because, you know, we need to. It's just... My, pro- I, my problem with Darnold is I don't know if he'll be able to adjust to the media that New York holds. Uh, I, I really hope he does for Jets fans, but I think, I think it was a better fit than Rosen. I don't think Rosen could adapt it in New York because New York tends to demand more of their quarterbacks than what most media markets out, out there do. But, but Rosen is that so media cocky. He is yeah. so con- he is so ready for that kind of market. I, 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 I like could, that guy. It could have worked. It could have worked mm-hmm. against him because he's used to being the guy. But in New York, the media might have tore him apart and actually got inside of his head. That's that's why I like Denard going to the Jets. I think that he'll be able to shoulder that a little bit better than what Rosen would have. See, I'm going to disagree because, I mean, Brandy's right. That cockiness, I mean, listening to what they gave for the snippets of his interviews, like with the combine and leading up to the draft, you know, I want to win six rings. If Tom Brady does, then I want to win seven. And the whole, oh, not knocking or knocking him because he doesn't love football enough. Well, what's one of the first things that everybody harped on? His big quote when he says, I don't play school, bruh. I mean, Rosen's the kind of guy that even with his various interests, could he have fully turned around the media and used it to his favor? No, but I think he would have learned enough to at least do something with it and at least get along and then just go along. Well, listen to what he said after he got drafted at 10. He's like, oh, I'm going to make these other nine guys that got drafted in front of me look like they're nothing. For the next ten years, I'm gonna be the only one, only quarterback standing after those. I mean, like, or make him look. The dude has no chill. 
Obviously. Yeah. So it's I mean or, or we will make or we will make nine GMs look a lot better than what they were going into the draft. <laughs> yeah. I think you I think he's a very boomer best player. He's either gonna be really great or really horrible. I don't think there's a gray area with him. Very good. Yeah. Let's see if uh, he can get the best. I mean, he's got a guy in, in Larry Fitzgerald that you can just learn so much from. So. And they added they added one of my favorite receivers in um, Christian Kirk. Yeah, plus you got a healthy David Johnson this year, hopefully. Anyway. I mean, gotta... I mean that offense can move the ball. Or should be yeah, able that, to move the ball. That's not uh, going to be their problem, I think, at all. Especially if uh, Johnson stays healthy, which they severely the, went down. The problem's going to be the division they play in. Well, and also his offensive line is still kind of bad. So, And he's not a mobile guy. So that might come to bite him when it comes to playing for the Cardinals. Because he might be... Uh, they didn't do much to improve that after Palmer left. So he's well, going to have I mean, to deal with that. I mean, me and you can speak from experience. Your quarterback doesn't have to be very mobile. Romo wasn't a very mobile quarterback. Eli has he was mobile. He was a hell of a lot more mobile than some of these other guys. How many crazy I mean, plays he, did Romo make? Well... I see. I'm trying to throw you a bone. I'm not sure if that was. But, I'm, I'm sure not, not sure if that was more or less. How many times yeah, he broke his back? If, <laughs> yeah, but Eli's got two two center blocks his feet. Not a very mobile quarterback, but Romo threw to the other team quite well, and Eli wins Super Bowls. <laughs> she, she guys. The uh, only thing I can remember about Romo is he threw that incompletion to Des Bryant that everyone has talked about for years. That was a catch. Well, that, that was a catch. I. I <laughs> Being a Giants fan, I will go on record and say that was a catch. Not by those old rules. The or new rules, absolutely. Snap on a game. Nobody does what a catch. It's not in the well, stat do we even know, Yeah, Do we still know what a catch is after the new rules? Because no. I feel like that's going to come into play. I've seen, a, <laughs> I've seen two pie graphs and a, and a flow chart, and I still don't know what a catch is in the NFL. You know, I don't want to hear about Dez's dropping, dropping it or catching it type of thing, anyways. Because Tyree Kill got robbed of a touchdown last year. That was a clear catch. They never even reviewed it, so I don't want to hear about it from Cowboys fans. Hey, it all comes around eventually. You know, so. Uh, I mean, what what do you? Uh, who hasn't? Uh, I think the, the yeah. I mean, anybody else want to speak on? their team before we get into other well i actually got something somebody was asking for the uh, the jets fan here so that would be randy wants to know what you think about the dolphins draft as a as a as a uh an enemy of the team (laughs) again i'm glad they didn't get it rosen (laughs) (laughs) i i don't think they've done a ton yet i mean yes this faster is great and you need to get that secondary I mean, yes, Brady seems like he's going to play for 98 more years <laughs> anymore. I, I've given up on the fact that, that he's ever going to retire. I don't care if, if he and Belichick punch each other before every game. That There's just going to be a thing. So Fitzpatrick, I think, is a great pick. I, I like that Penn State tight end. I, I think he will be fine. 
I, I just really thought they were going to take a quarterback in the first round because you can't trust Tannehill. Not, uh, he's a fine quarterback, but health-wise, he's he's the new Sam Bradford. So I really thought that even if – I mean, they still can because there's a quarterback up here in the, the Northwest that has still yet to be taken, and he's going to be taken in the fourth round, Luke Falk, who sadly I think is going to be a Patriot. But, I mean, they can still go with him. But you need that guy that – is going to be able to lead the team after Tannehill goes down again. But so far, I have zero issues with the Miami draft. I don't think it's anything sexy or anything yet. As, uh, you know, both Eric and I live in the Miami area, so or close to it anyway for Eric. I and live... Relatively close, few hours. <laughs> I live in Miami, and you have to hear about whatever the Dolphins are doing. Uh especially because I'm sure the Heat are about to go down or have gone down at this point. I haven't been paying attention too much to so whatever. They're done. Yeah, so, so everything's going to go to the Dolphins because the Marlins the suck ass. <laughs> so, you know. So what have you, what'd you think about the uh, Cowboys first round draft? <laughs> well, hold on. Let's fi- <laughs> no, the Cowboys I mean, actually did fine, honestly. So, I mean, it put you, you concerned us after that. You put me to sleep at all. I fell asleep because I'm tired as hell after work. So, I mean, we was concerned. <laughs> oh, well, I'm about to say, guys. I'm like, off chance my Miami party is happening into the month. I'm like, is he okay? Do I need to like get extra money for any kind of service? Because I'll scratch the first three grand aside for what I need, and the rest will clearly go to him and the fam if that's the case. Every no, team drafted I, the players you guys wanted, and you guys drafted the players you didn't need. <laughs> no. Speak for yourself. The Jaguars did that too. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I really I wanted. Uh, I really wanted Calvin Ridley for the Cowboys uh, at that point, just because he's in that elite tier. It's somebody I felt like I can trust for them to be able to replace Des. And then to hear, of course, you didn't know it on night one, but then to hear that awful news on night two that oh yeah, Jason Witten's retiring, <laughs> it's like, oh, damn it. Why didn't you take a receiver even more at that point? But I get it. When you sit here and you look at it, and uh, I think great job by the Chiefs to go get uh, Hitchens, by the way. I think Hitchens was sort of the unsung hero of that defense, uh, especially when Sean Lee wasn't around. He tried his best to keep everything together. I think Jalen Smith, you saw the best you're going to get out of Jalen Smith, honestly. I don't know, unless that nerve fires like super crazy and he all of a sudden gets that burst back and everything, which I don't think is going to happen for him. Sean Lee gets a concussion, he might be done. You know, and that can happen at any time. You need somebody that can cover Maybe what Sean Lee could do. I, I don't know if you can get somebody that's going to be Sean Lee because we saw the difference of how the Cowboys defense played last year with and without him. But you need to be able to. What the hell is going on? Oh, it's a. Anaya's watch is going off in, next to me. And I'm like <laughs> freaking out about what's happening. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think. Uh, at the end, by the end of round three, when they got Michael Gallup, I was much happier because he's more of a Des type of guy. And I think having that rapport with Dak from day one, instead of having to have Dak come in and Des is used to 
okay, I'm getting the ball constantly. I'm getting the ball. I know Witten's going to get his his time and all that, but I'm the second guy. And, you know, Dak didn't go to him. And then when the team didn't play well, when you're sitting there forcing it to him, and I think getting an offensive guard, offensive tackle at this point, lets you cover that hole at left guard that's been the problem. And also with Tyron Smith, Getting hurt as much as he does with the back, you never know if he's going to be good a game or he's going to have to come out. He can play both, and you're not having to have pull someone over on that side or or having to play some ridiculous second string guy that that's, that doesn't even come close. Uh, so I like that pick as well. Just hopefully they can do better in the rounds four through seven. Let's uh, let's talk about a pick real quick that you may not like. Uh... Somebody on in the comments was asking, Ben Mill was asking, do you think the Cowboys are planning on taking the tight end that the Eagles traded up to grab in front of Dallas? Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, they that might have been. They might have been at that point thinking about taking the the tight end, and I was oh, kind of mad about I'm, that, I'm, too. I'm, I was I'm like, give me a break. I'm 100% that's positive. Why, uh, <laughs> that's that's uh that's why I said in the chat, it was like, give me a break. Come on. Like, that was like the pick. The pick was happening right there. And the Eagles come in. And it's like, do you need any more tight ends? I mean, you've got Zach Ertz. you got Brent. Uh, like, I know Selleck's getting a little old. But, yeah, but like, come on. I, I can speak from experience that you see what happens when a star tight end goes down and you don't have anybody good enough to plug in. You lose games. So, um yeah, they could, they could always use a, a better, tie, a good tight end be, to be, you know, to play opposite and behind, you know, in case uh, give Earth some rest. And, and and let's face it, thanks to that move, David Akers is now my spirit animal. <laughs> I, I, yes. I just that. that's what I said that, in the chat. Moment. <laughs> yeah, I said that, that in the chat. David Akers wins the night with the. Uh, how to own the Cowboys fans the most on? Oh, okay, for for um, owning the Cowboys fans, but that Buffalo Bills fan they had right near the end of round three, he stole the night for me. The, the guy that was Pancho, yeah, Bill, that, was, that was such an awesome moment. Like, come on, man. was it Lucha Bill? <laughs> like, yeah, instead of going, Harry, what's up with this? <laughs> Oh, what did you think about what the Chiefs did, uh, uh, Robert? I'm cool. With speaks. We 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 needed somebody on the line. We needed we needed somebody to uh, rush along with uh, Chris Jones, especially when we don't we don't have a uh, uh, Logan anymore, and we don't uh, we lost a uh, uh, Nunez Roches. So um, we need we definitely need to help on the line on the defensive line. But the two outside linebackers, I'm just that's what I was puzzled about we, we we need corner and we need secondary help mostly um mostly for depth I, I would say that our starting positions are pretty locked up for the most part but we needed competition and depth and uh I, you already you already got Re, uh, reggie raglan who i think is going to turn into one of the best linebackers in the league and that's not bias i thought the same thing when the bills drafted him um and then now anthony hitchens i I mean, they're gonna be the starters. I and then you still have Frank Zombo behind them. You still have a uh, just drew a blank right now. Sorry, but yeah, I I think outside linebacker or just linebacker period was the least of our worries. What do you think, Eric? I think you're the only one that hasn't spoken I, about your team yet. 
Well, that's because I was confused. I mean, yes, with Pozlozzi's retirement, we needed something at middle linebacker. So if we were going to go defense, I would have preferred that. But I, I looked right at it. Hearns, gone. Robinson, gone. You need guys on offense because a lot of times our problem was, who was Blake Bortles going to throw to? DJ Clark, okay, great move. But getting another D tackle in the safety from Alabama, I'm like, huh? Just maybe, but why? <laughs> I don't know. Tennessee, didn't Tennessee get some secondary help? There's some people that Blake Borders can throw to. Going from one terrible board to another. Gee, thanks. <laughs> Blake, hey, you know what? Blake Bortles. Has his time to prove it at this point. That's why I was very thankful, and I will say this until the end of time. Goodbye, Chad Henney, and good riddance. Well, I I think the Jags just kept doing what they've been doing, right? Just keep improving that defense. Keep getting younger and younger guys in there. You add another... I mean, that D-line is ridiculous at this point. Like... Is there a better D-line in the entire league with all the names? If uh, Bryant pans out, goodness. The Rams could give him you know? for a run for the money right now. Yeah. I, I was going to say the Rams. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, just on sheer talent alone, names and everything, it's, it's crazy. I mean, they were called Saxonville for a reason. And, and, uh, and we're going to live up to that, but again... We can't do like what we did in the wild card round and win every single game 10 9. I mean, oh, but it's such a sexy playoff game when you do. <laughs> it's so fun to watch. Sexy if you're drunk. I enjoyed, yeah. I enjoyed the, a great defensive game. I thought that's what I that's what I took from it. I thought it was a great defensive game. I, I just want to yeah. know does Jacksonville know that there are other conferences in the SEC? I mean, I know the SEC is down in Jacksonville territory, but. Can they draft outside of that conference a little bit? I, I don't think in, so. In a word, no. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe the ACC a little bit because Florida State gets a lot of equal love. But, I mean, and come on. When, when you host the outdoor cocktail party, you're in the heart of SEC country. <laughs> uh, he's not uh, wrong on that one. So what do you guys think is the sort of biggest surprise decision from let's say the first round the like, what surprised you the most New Orleans made yeah New Orleans won I would say that's the biggest like I think he gave up a lot like what the hell is going on <laughs> like yeah I mean I mean don't get me wrong Davenport's solid but that was a reach if I ever seen one yeah. to move up that much Pretty much half of the round and trading picks. I'm like, okay. Um, and, and you're not going to get a total case of buyer's remorse with Davenport, but um, kind of took the price tag up a little bit higher than it needed to be. I mean, I think it's the same as the Brown situation, right? You need a guy next to Cameron Jordan. Uh, and I understand that. And then you've got the big Hoss and Rankins in the middle there. So you really get to solidify that line. Sort of the same thing the Bucks did. So sort of almost felt like the Saints were just kind of trying to equal the 
the Bucks and you know Bucks take Vita Vea and go all right. Let's have Gerald McCoy. Let's have the rest of that line get all together and cause some problems. Listen, uh, it's it's, su- it's surprising because anytime a team trades up that high, you're thinking it's for an offensive weapon. Like right. everyone's yeah. thinking, okay, here's here's the the like, air apparent like that you for. Here comes <laughs> yeah. here comes yeah. one of the the top wide receivers. So it's just not a sexy pick. But the Saints, to me, they're just going all in this year. Mm-hmm. They'll give up whatever picks they can get to get what they need. They saw back-to-back defensive linemen go off the board and went, we got to go get our guy now because we don't have very many years left with, with Drew Brees. So screw having four or five picks. Let's go get the one guy Which, that we feel that we need to get that push into one more Super Bowl with him. So what, did they pay a little bit too much for a defensive end, especially for listen, I can't say that I watched a lot of Texas San Antonio games last year, so I don't know too much about Davenport other than what the experts talk about. But if the Saints think that he's going to be that missing piece for the next year or two, use whatever trade bait that you can get to go up and get him. What do you guys Fair think point. about what the uh, the Ravens did going all? usual with drafting a tight end you know how many tight ends do these guys have at this point and then gotta keep going until they get it right yeah and then going and coming back into the first round to get lamar jackson and steve smith went pretty just out there and was like all right everybody's done get ready for lamar jackson time you think uh lamar jackson gets the Deshaun Watson treatment and Joe Flacco's out of there by like week five. Not unless he beats out Flacco. I mean, I don't think they're going to bench him unless they, he actually beats Flacco out for the job. I mean, Flacco played pretty badly at certain points last year. Well, I mean, this was an interesting point that brought up. First of all, this is Ozzie Newsom's goodbye draft. This is last one at him. So of course he was going to go for another tight end, but with this move, you sow the seeds by getting RG3 on a small deal, kind of to be the backup. So it's like you're getting him, drafting Lamar Jackson, so you're thinking, okay, those two are going to be the one-two punch if indeed he beats out Flacco, which you could say with the way that Lamar Jackson played 60-40 against, he still got a very decent chance, and... That's what the preseason's for. But I get it, and I think <laughs> they were doing it, they did it right. But two Let tight ends, though? That, I, I don't get the two tight ends, but but listen, when I get a message from a diehard Steelers fan saying, God damn it, when they drafted <laughs> Lamar Jackson, he made the right move. And, and listen, everyone jokes and laughs because they got RG3, and he's, he has no chance. Could it possibly be... I mean, not that they had this plan before, but could this be the perfect storm for Lamar Jackson? Because now you have RG3, mm-hmm. who was Lamar Jackson before Jackson, and came into That's the exactly NFL what I was say. and got ran into the ground and got injured. He was phenomenal his rookie season, mm-hmm. and they destroyed him in Washington. So you can have him tutor him and, and play the game smart and go, listen, I made these mistakes. If you don't, you could be what I was my rookie year and then some. We could be looking at a Colin Kaepernick, Alex Smith situation in San Francisco. 
where, oh, yeah, Kaepernick has all these moves and stuff, and Alex Smith is your traditional quarterback. You go with that fresh look with, with Jackson, it, it could be great. Listen, Kaepernick then fell off the, off the map. Or so could it, just go terribly so wrong Griffin. the next season. <laughs> so. yeah. But I'm just talking for this upcoming season. And then if you have RG3 teach them how what not to do, it, it could work out. The first thing he's got to be learned well, is just don't kneel. Apparently, you just can't do that. Well, I, mean, I think RG, Jackson's also going to have RG3. his plays that he's going to run during the game. And if uh, he can hit on some of those, there might be a time where they go, okay, let's just stay with him, see what happens. And, you know, Flacco doesn't go back in. And that's RG3 all it takes sometimes. Got hurt. RG3 got hurt walking into the facility to sign his contract. <laughs> <laughs> but I would I was gonna make the same point. Maybe that you know, it being Newsom's farewell song, that when he's seen the opportunity to get Lamar Jackson to bring him in and be mentored by RG three because I think RG three was a victim of the front office. I think he was rushed back long before his body was ready, which the style that he played didn't bode well for him. So having him there and also taking my favorite tight end of the draft and Hurst, I think that um, Newsom's wanting to put a lasting impression on this year's team through the draft. Well, I think let's also not forget that Tyrod Taylor spent a lot of time under Joe Flacco, too. Look what he's doing. I mean, he did pretty well for the Bills. Don't know how much he's going to get to do for the Browns now with uh, Baker Mayfield there, but... You know, I think it's proven that that running quarterback, that mobile type quarterback, seems to work well in that system. Uh, and they did want Colin Kaepernick for a while till the owner said no. So, uh, I mean, who knows? See, I personally think that the biggest surprise to me was the Broncos taking Chubbs. Uh, I, I, I don't blame them for doing it, but I, I I'm just surprised that a team that needs help so much help on offense especially the offensive line protecting their new quarterback and Keenum that they they got that they sought after I guess when Cousins uh fell through but you know I get it you take the best defensive player in the draft put him up with uh, mm-hmm. Ward and everybody or yeah with you know Von Miller Ward and all that then or not Ward sorry Roby and you know you keep that defense killer still but yeah the team still needs a lot of help on offense yeah I, honestly I think their pick was wait Chubb is still here yeah, <laughs> might as well grab. All right, him. Yeah. I guess I like guess I, we have well, to take him. Like I said, I don't blame them. I, I thought I would they would trade them. back. I was Honestly, thinking they I, would trade back. I think that was Denver's plan until Chubb was there, and then they yes. went, "All right, well, we'll just go with Chubb." I think yeah. if they they figured Chubb was going to go top three, <laughs> and went, "All right," and and maybe the, the the asking price that they're asking is they're going, "Well, Chubb's the best defensive player, so you guys are going to have to pay a lot." They didn't get what they needed, so. Go ahead and take him. Royce Freeman is going to be just fine, I think, as a running back. Anyway, nice job getting that, him in round three. I think he is one of those backs that you can put at the goal line, and he's going to find the end zone. You need somebody in between the 20s now and, and to stay healthy is, is the big problem with any Denver running back anymore. But I, I think they, they answered some of their questions later on, and when you add in the best defensive player – as Robert said, I can't blame them. Yeah, well, that's what Denver does. They win with defense, 
And this is perhaps their best quarterback they've had in a while. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Keenum got... It's basically what Keenum did last year, right? You have receivers around. I mean, Demarius Thomas may be getting a little older, but he's still pretty damn good. Emmanuel Sanders, he's still... He's pretty damn good as well. And you have those guys. You have, uh, you know... Jeez, what's this? Anderson is still there. The offensive line is gonna be a problem. That yeah. that is gonna be a problem. It he had a better one with the Vikings, but they won with defense, mm-hmm. and that's and, pretty much what you're set up to do. Yeah, and and actually, Ben just reminded me they they had a trade in place with Buffalo. Yeah, the day before the draft, and it was set. And then when Chubb fell, they they dropped out of it. And that's why Buffalo then moved up to seven. But they had a plan for Buffalo to move all the way up to five to make sure that they got Allen. And then again, when Chubb was there, they're like, well, if we don't take him, the Colts are definitely going to take him. So I think that's why they stuck there. So hey, that, hey, that hey, was the team. Do that, the Colts take him, though? The Colts, I, mean, the I was always in the, on, on the idea and the thinking that the Colts had to go comp- you know, line just to protect Andrew Luck. Yeah, but Regardless. again, the same thing. They yeah. did go line. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, saying, but, but if, if Chubb is there, I, I still think the Colts go line, even if Chubb's there. Because, I mean, with Chubb being there, yes, Denver wins with defense. We can all agree on that. Oh, yeah. While they had issues with the offensive line and everything, especially a quarterback, which we hoped is resolved, they're starting to get a little bit older on defense as well. So they figure, well, if we don't address at least one of these problems right away, we're going to be a total dumpster fire for the next couple of years. So they figure, all right, we know we have this uh, solidifying our defense, keeping us afloat while we sort out our offensive situation so we can at least be competitive. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, think they did well for themselves later in in that, uh, that second round with uh, – yeah. Taekwon Lewis there at the end. Yeah. That's that's a pretty good deal. And then you get two really, really solid linemen. I mean, you get one of the best ones in, in Nelson, and then you go and get uh, uh, the guy from Auburn, Braden Smith. So, you know, I, I don't think that – I think they did pretty well for themselves, honestly. And But the thing is, we've seen the Colts go and draft, like, five linemen in one draft and, like – one of them worked out. So, uh, you know, do it till till uh, you get it working. The problem is if Andrew Luck isn't your quarterback and it's uh, Painter again or something, you got problems anyway. That goes beyond the offensive line. Well, then you just you, – you, you give up the whole season and, <laughs> and, and get yeah. a low pick again. Yeah, you give up the whole season. Ursay gets drunk. Lather, rinse, repeat. It's been working for the Browns for years. <laughs> well, I feel like we should. We can't go on without talking about what the Bills did because, you know, or Harry's probably going to, like, kill us if we don't. Uh, so, you know, the, the guy I think a lot of people, well, depending on who you ask, Harry really wanted him. Some people did not want uh, Josh Allen, uh, regardless of tweets that he made when he was 15 years old or not, those tweets are exactly why Harry wanted him. Don't 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 let his yeah. nice guy image fool you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, that notwithstanding, uh, so 
They, they go and get uh, Josh Allen. They trade up again to get uh, Tremaine Edmonds, which I think is a great move by them. Uh, he's probably, if not the best, one of the best uh, outside linebackers on the whole draft. And I love the Harrison Phillips pick as well. So, I mean, I think they did pretty well for themselves. At least first yeah, three rounds, I mean, anyway. Josh Allen's was my fa- is my favorite quarterback coming out of this class. I, I just wish Buffalo would have maybe tried to snag a wide receiver to go along with him. So, so you like quarterbacks that can't throw a completion? That's... <laughs> <laughs> Again, he's great in. That comes he'll from a have... Jets fan. Well, he'll, he'll have a hopefully great mentor, Jim Kelly. He's healing up, getting well. He'll be around the team and helping him out. But And the reason why I didn't like Josh Allen, hey, Twitter aside, God knows what would have happened if I had Twitter at 15. Just going to say that. But looking at the few Wyoming games that I did look at, he seemed great, but he still seemed kind of raw. And mm-hmm. I was comparing him more to a Brock Osweiler. I know it's kind of making it obvious, tall guy, bit of an arm, where's number 17, whatever. But it's, it's like, it's kind of okay, his ceiling, his ceiling was just kind of eh for me looking at him. So Listen, Josh Allen's sexiness is that he can throw at 90 yards. All right, that's why everyone moved him up as high as they could because his arm is ridiculous. But Sammy Watkins isn't there anymore, or that play would be nope. great. Just let Sammy run and then wait and then just throw it way up there yeah. and, and do it. But listen, I'm not big on Josh Allen, but I think he went to the perfect place. He, out, of yeah. the, out of the quarterbacks in the that went in the first round, I think he can handle the elements as far as weather better than any of them, and you're going to need that in Buffalo. And on top of that, as was said, he has some work that's going to be needed. So you can go A.J. McCarron, and if McCarron lights it up, well, then you have A.J. McCarron, and you're fine. And if he struggles, you have Allen in a year or two. You have that flexibility, and I think that's what Allen needs. It's He needs some mentoring and some fixing just the raw ability is there. Now you just got to get the mental side. And again, I think I was not high on Josh Allen, but if you tell me which quarterback fits best at Buffalo, I think they got the right guy. On top of that coach and management like him, obviously. So they're not going to purposely mm-hmm. try to sabotage him and screw him up. <laughs> so like a Tyrod True. Taylor. Oh Yeah. yeah. I mean, they like Peterman, too. You can see what happened with that. Yeah, they threw yeah. him into a bad situation. <laughs> I mean, from the one in a fourth game that he played, but still. That fourth was the number of interceptions in that one game. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, too. Uh, I will say, talking about going to a perfect team, I think uh, Calvin Ridley did go to the perfect team and yes, going with another Alabama guy and Julio Jones. And if they want to... For some reason, trade Julio Jones away. So uh, you have a guy that can sort of step right in and be, I don't know how, I mean, you can have a comparable guy to Julio Jones, but, you know, that's uh, the Atlanta Falcons call if they don't want to want to meet his demands see, or anything. See, I was, 
I was against. Uh, I mean, I like Ridley, but I think I still think DJ Moore was the best wide receiver in the class, and he went to the perfect team in Carolina. Yeah, no, so that I, that division's going to be interesting. Yeah, no, I think Moore went to the perfect spot too. I think Ridley to me is a good number two, and you put him on the other side of of Julio Jones, and you're looking at the Atlanta Falcons, what, five years ago, whenever it was, when they had a young Julio Jones as the number two to Roddy White. And yeah. that dynamic worked extremely well. And now you have Julio Jones as that veteran. And now you have Ridley, who can't will be able to get defenders not to double-team Julio, and maybe throw him the ball in the red zone. So not only is it great for Ridley, I think this is a great spot with him and Sanu, but now it just opens it up for one of, if not the best receivers in the game, especially in the red zone, and it just makes Atlanta's offense just gross. I, the, the, the person that slept best last night was Matt Ryan. Yeah. And and in, yeah. five, and in five years, he could be part of a team that loses a 28-3 to halftime lead. So, yeah, I, I, like, I like it too. Man. Grown. <laughs> Joke is old. But I think I think it will the, never the be top old. three receivers yes. went to perfect situations for their talent. With Ridley in Atlanta, Moore going to Carolina, and Sutton going to Denver. Yeah, Sutton. That's a guy. I think I wonder for the Cowboys. He's a local guy, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I, I agree with you. He he's going to work awesome in Denver. Another. Uh, dude that's gonna be somebody Keenan can throw to put against uh, along with Sanders and and Thomas. I yeah, mean, we'll, you got we'll, a we'll, nice we'll, three-headed monster there. Let's see if Keenan actually throws it to him though. That could have been an anomaly last season. I mean, he that was a perfect. I mean, he has not had the best career leading up to it. I think he's his value went way over the top just based off of one year. Yeah, it was a great year, but even Matt Castle had an awesome year. So I, I just. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see, especially because, like I said, they don't really have much. On I mean, the let's line be honest. Matt Castle did go to the playoffs once. It's not like yeah. he just is awful in Kansas City the whole time. Yeah, but he had one great year and then was awful. <laughs> that one year he went to the playoffs. So, I mean, and, I, 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 I'm still torn on whether or not Keenum's actually going to pan out. I mean, well, yeah, not, so. well, not to mention the fact that, yes, he had this great year in Minnesota. I look. Houston, okay. Staying at home, playing for the Texans and everything. For the most part, he was subpar, and for some parts, he was terrible. But even when he had first came in, he had flashes of brilliance. He had great performances. It just took him years to repeat those great performances. So he's had this in him for a while. Now it's a matter of can you keep that consistency going? Yeah. Well, or, when or you have Jeff Fisher as your team. coach, you're so. going to suck. So, or is the Vikings yeah. team? That's what. That's what. That's why I'm. I'm just not sold yet. I'm curious. I got. Well, see. but the Broncos have a really good defense still. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like again he's going from a team. He's going to a similar team that wins with defense, wins of running the ball. Let's not forget Dalvin Cook got hurt last year, and they were doing, you know even better with him there. And, you know, for all the Latavius Murray still stepped in and did well. And McKinnon broke out. Cause Latavius Murray, Murray is still a pretty serviceable and pretty good running back. In my opinion, I I think he's starting material. Yeah. So 
think the Raiders should have kept him <laughs> if they wanted to keep well, running. Well, I mean, Lynch ain't doing shit. Talking running backs, did was anybody else surprised that the running backs that went round one? Uh, I'm surprised any I, running back, most for the most part, goes round one when you find so much value in the later rounds. Well, I mean, uh, of course, Barkley, I but I mean, besides Barkley, I mean, you, you get one or two, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, uh, the Patriots got a steal with Michelle at thirty-one. Yeah, if if it's but the Patriots are um, the the hardest backfield to ever figure out. So right, but I mean, use it. yeah, <laughs> no, uh, they don't Seattle. rarely use it. They they use it quite a lot. I mean, Deion Lewis had how many games where he just ran and, and got over 100 yards. I mean, I think, yeah, they get used a lot as passing guys, but I think Michelle, even though he can pass catch, he's much more of a running back, and he can also pass block, which helps uh, Tom Brady a heck of a lot. I, I'm going to go back to a guy that I mentioned on the kickoff, and I think Seattle got a great steal getting Rashad Penny. Because I think Penny is a going to be a very nice back in that Seattle offense with Russell Wilson. Let's see, because uh, what does Seattle backs tend to do? They all get hurt. Right. So, and and Ben, who I think he's still in the chat, he was talking him up when they drafted him too. I I don't know if you can really call it a steal when he was the second running back taken off the board. They, well, they might mean, have made a good. They might have made a good pick. And I again, I didn't watch San Diego State very much, but from the sounds of it, he can break tackles a lot, which yeah. you're going to need with that with offensive that, line. Yeah, well, with I that mean, offensive I, line, oof. Which is, but if you I mean, can get another playmaker back there that is is used to getting hit in the backfield, and and get a little bit of pressure off of Russell Wilson, I think it's a fine pick. I, I think it was most surprising because I think everyone looked at Seattle and went, well, their first five picks are going to be offensive linemen because they're going to fire the five yeah. that were playing last year. So it was a surprising pick. Again, I don't know a lot about Penny. Ben has been raving about him. So it's a wait-and-see situation. But again, he was the second running back off the board, so I don't know if it's as much of a steal. I, I like Chubb to Cleveland, love- though. I'm saying the still as in perfect situation for his abilities because, I mean, they could have went Geis, who is a, basically a power back. And Which would been, also have fit Seattle. That's what they do. They're used to. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just the versatility with Wilson and everything. I think it was the still based on, like, like, we, like we talked about DJ Moore and – uh, Rid- Ridley, it's the team chemistry and the team, how the offense flows, that player going into the right fit rather than f- forcing a square peg into a round hole, trying to put somebody like Geis in there. But sadly, my my favorite running back outside of Barkley, he, he fell, which I would have liked to seen him in Seattle with uh, Jones the second. Yeah, I think uh, also I think Nick Chubb finally might give the Browns somebody you can depend on. I I know Crowder was fine that one year, but 
I mean, that was kind of like the flash in the pan. That, that was it. I think, and I, him, I think him and Hyde's going to create a nice one-two punch. You, yeah, you for can't, sure. You can't forget about Peyton Hillis. I mean, the man made the cover of Madden. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and vanished. And look what happened. <laughs> yeah, have we ever heard of him again? The I feel bad that's an Arkansas Madden-ers. guy. He is he's the selling, ultimate Madden He's selling Buick somewhere in Canton, I believe. <laughs> he always said he'd Talk make about it to chemistry. <laughs> Talk about chemistry. What the Steelers did, taking the Rudolph and Washington combo. I, I do was... like Yeah, go ahead, sir. Uh, I mean... Why Landry Jones? <laughs> yeah. Landry Jones' stock plummeted with that. Uh, I think Rudolph is a good quarterback that can go in, sit behind Roethlisberger, and learn. And just that offense is scary. I mean, going into the future with Juju, him, God, and I hate the Steelers. Yeah, I, I, somebody, I think, I think somebody, the offensive coordinators, again, I don't know, got to see how that the, uh, the the coordinator works with this offense first to see what happens. You you saw in Oakland what a what a, a new offensive coordinator, a shit coordinator, can do to a dangerous offense. So, I mean, I'm not really predicting anything bad for Pittsburgh just because I think Big Ben is that good, as well as, you know, Antonio Brown, one of the best receivers in the game. But, you know, the, Todd Haley's not there anymore. I accredited a lot of the offensive schemes to Todd Haley, obviously. And, uh, you know, I, we, we just got to see what happens. Well, Ben was getting really frustrated with Haley, so let's see if this new coordinator can actually yeah. make things work more ben towards him. Great. And let's not forget about Lev Bell as well. I mean, you got I expect that. Him to you be talk suspended. about big threes. So. I, expect him to be, <laughs> I expect him to be traded. Yeah, he'll probably just like hold out and then be traded. I don't know. I feel like that's almost an Aaron Donald situation. Like that dude kind of deserves it. Can can anybody else be like me and hope that the Dark Knight really, the scene from the Dark Knight actually happens in Pittsburgh, and somebody <laughs> just comes in and blows the stadium up because that that would do the NFL world of favors. Why, trust me, man? See, okay, <laughs> trust me. Nobody has. Nobody else's team has been a. You know, has had Pittsburgh being a thorn in their sides for years upon years. Don't go that far, man. I mean, maybe just shoot Ben. That's about it. But well, somebody already <laughs> tried to get the Maybe yeah, maybe maybe run Ben over. That's that. I'd be okay with that. Nothing, nothing too serious. I mean, somebody somebody bounced him off a of windshield once, and that didn't take him out. So. <laughs> <laughs> there's only two there's only oh, two God. fan bases I hate. There's only two fan bases I hate. And that's Pittsburgh and Dallas because <laughs> God, they, they all live in the past. Dallas well, not so much. Dallas, come Dallas on, fans, the Steelers don't the Steelers have won recently. I mean, come on. <laughs> what about to say? Not to mention I have a lot of Steelers fans in my life, but I'm like, I get it. <laughs> Not to mention we beat them in the playoffs, so I still get some sort of bragging rights. So I'm all right with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of another team, another team in our division, uh, there, Jason. I, I like what Washington did. 
You get the two offensive linemen in the later rounds. You get Geis, who I think is going to work yeah. really well with Alex Smith. Uh, and you get another freaking Alabama defensive lineman into Ron Payne uh, to keep adding to that defensive line. I it mean, just keeps getting better and better. Can, can we just, like, put Cleveland in the SEC and just move Alabama up to a pro team? <laughs> Hey, Nick Saban I mean, will be back coaching in the pros. Okay. I think, I think Let's do this. I think it's a lateral move. I think it, it would work for everyone. I um, but, it would yeah, work for everyone. I'm I pretty sure like Cleveland guys, fans. I, would. I, I like Cleveland. I, I root for Cleveland. Cleveland was my mom's team her entire life. And never, I don't you know, want to root for Alabama. Aside from the time they disappeared, but <laughs> I, I got I, I, I to I, root I, for Cleveland. Cleveland's Cleveland's probably my favorite AFC team, strictly because of um, growing up. It was either I had to watch Cleveland or the Bengals, and it was the Bengals. So, and Drew Carey yeah. says Cleveland rocks. Yeah, I mean, I watched. I, I went on YouTube and looked up and watched and got motivated by the um, Cleveland Tourism Board videos. <laughs> 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 I mean, wow! I mean, I mean, they they inspired me. At least they're not Detroit. Exactly. Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, flashing back to a game, the Jaguars and Tim Couch and the infamous double spike and the fans mm-hmm. throwing things at the referees. It, yeah. All I had Just to remember. say was, "Yep, this is Cleveland." <laughs> Just remember, wasn't wasn't. The guy from Cleveland that got hit in the face with a flag and his eye almost got put out. Wasn't yeah, that his a son, his his son just got drafted. <laughs> his, his son got drafted by the Ravens today. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's a, that's rubbing salt in a wound, huh? Well no, because he used to play for for um, Orlando Brown. Is who you're thinking of, but he used to play for the Baltimore Ravens. That's Big Zeus. I remember talking about him on the kickoff, and I was like, "Yeah, if you're looking for a decent lineman, I'm like, yeah, he was a bit of a sleeper pick." So, as I saw it, they're getting these guards and these linemen to protect these hundred million dollar quarterbacks. So it's like, okay, now they're even a bigger investment with this change. The unsung heroes, offensive linemen. My lord, there's the this that's basically the, you know the quarterbacks are going to be talked about the, the you know the top four and the the four and the uh, top ten and then Lamar Jackson there and then you know Mason Rudolph later but it was a run on offensive linemen this entire draft draft I this mean was a, this was a very deep offensive lineman draft mm-hmm. I mean they still have some. That I, you know, I'm sitting here looking at for uh, yeah. the, the later rounds, the four through seven. So it's it's yeah, amazing normally, to me. So imagine now, normally you would wait until you know day late day two, day three to get yourself a lineman. Now you're at the point to where you would normally make these runs. So I can just imagine how it's going to be, even just in rounds four and five tomorrow. Well, that being said, uh, Ben has a question in the chat saying, uh, who is your that's still left on the board that you're kind of looking forward to see where they go? 
for me, I mean, what about I, your I, boy Mark Walton? I I get it. I'm looking forward, but now that you've got a lot of teams solidifying at running back, I'm just wondering who would want to take him. I mean, yes, and I've sang his praises, and yes, I've said, okay, coming off of injury, he can still have a damn successful career, but with the way that these first three rounds have shaped up, now I'm a little bit nervous. I want to see him go somewhere, even, hell, come right here to Jacksonville. We... Won't screw that up too much, I wouldn't think. But aside from that, ugh, I'm just—I don't know. I'm not even sure where he fits. <laughs> All I want to say is, Eric, there's mm-hmm. a quarterback. There's a quarterback out of Richmond that is best available <laughs> right now. Just—I'm—I'm I'm not joking. He's the number three best available right now. That that just cracks me up. Yeah, but he's Walton. the second. He's the second best quarterback listed as the best available. So <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, the Spiders did have a pretty good year this year. <laughs> that Colonial was a tough conference. No, actually, ESPN has him as the third best available player right now. Yeah, but ESPN's wrong. The yeah. best quarterback available is Luke Falk. Yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> right, see, listen, I've, I've not watched. I, I've not watched much Falk. I, I live I live right next to WSU. Well, a few miles away from WSU. I've seen this kid play. Yes, Mike Leach is the quarterback. So a lot of people just go, ah, oh, whatever. He was just a system quarterback. The dude's like he's built like a quarterback. He's six four, which the NFL loves. He has a good good arm. He made amazing decisions. Just four or five hundred yards a game because obviously it's Mike Leach. But the the guy can play. And I hate the fact that I'm pretty sure the Patriots are going to draft him in the fourth round, and he is going to be their new heir apparent to Tom Brady. Because out of anybody that gets drafted as a quarterback from here on out this year, he has the best chance to be that starting quarterback for at least five, six years. I'm not saying he's in that the echelon of... of the Darnolds and, and the Joshes up there in the first round, but anyone in day three that gets drafted, he is the best chance to be a long-term starting quarterback, just build I, and the way he plays. I want to throw a name out there. I mean, I've mentioned this in the kickoff and in the chat and stuff. Uh, I think that uh, the kid uh, Litton from Marshall is going to be a great project quarterback if he lands in the right system. He's got the pro stuff. Pro build, but I just think he's he's really unpolished and needs to work on some mechanics. So if he lands somewhere where he can get mentored, I, I look for him to be be a nice addition in day three. Uh, anybody on your end, Robert, that you're kind of looking forward to or anything? Um, just. I just want the Chiefs to take anybody in the secondary. No, no, nobody by name. Just for the rest of your picks, just secondary. That's Kaiser White. Secondary, all the other picks. The rest of the Kaiser picks. White for corner. Kaiser safety. White would be a nice, just, nice addition for the Chiefs. I just need. We just need secondary help so bad. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm also with Ben in the chat. I, I think the, the other than Luke Falk, just because he's 
he played from around here. The one name I'm just looking forward to see when he gets drafted, and I'm sad he didn't get drafted today, is Shaquem Griffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that dude stole the combine, and oh, I, I I just want to see where he goes. Uh, he's such an awesome guy, just from the stories that I've been seeing about him, and obviously with what he has had to go through. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get drafted and have that moment. I don't even care where it ends up going. Again, I wish it would have happened today so they still were using the main stage and, and he could have his big moment. But I, I'm with Ben in the chat. I, I just I want to see him get drafted and, and see where he goes. I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to see him go to New York. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. did you, at, at, I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to see him go to the Giants. They have something in common with another player on the Giants, so. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody is safe. Nobody is safe. He 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 held that out there on a silver platter, and you cut his hand off. I mean, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I said, that, I said that for a reason, Rob. See, I mean, hey, hey, you just you you just you 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 grab that low hanging fruit, man. Yeah, well, you got to handle it. That's what I like about you. That's what I like about you. Yeah, you can always count on Robert to go for the low-hanging fruit. It's there in his mind consistently. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, I don't Uh, think he's a giant anymore anyways. I'm being paid. Yeah, so. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm kind of looking NAI will make a a star in in day three. I was just informed. (laughs) <laughs> that wasn't so wasn't quentin meeks talked about as somebody super going into the draft was yeah it? it's from stanford right i mean he, he was somebody that was all yeah over, all over it's mock weird drafts. that he hasn't been so there's a few guys that uh he dropped right. like uh josh jackson i thought he would go a lot earlier than he did um he dropped a lot harrison uh, the guy the Bills got at the almost at the end of the third round, uh, the Phillips. Uh, I thought he would go higher. I just, just it's amazing how much a combine, a workout, a just buzz period will move you up, and all of a sudden, all these guys you're talking about at the end of a season, you're not talking about it anymore. I mean, so yeah, well, look what happened with Chris Jones. I mean, he had his pants fall down during his uh. His 440, and all of a sudden, his he dropped from a definite first rounder to come drop into the Chiefs in the second. So, I mean, <laughs> well, like that's guess what happens when your pants fall and your your dick hangs out while running. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, if that didn't work, I'm sure he probably had some other lucrative job offer. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to see who takes uh, Josh Adams from uh, Notre Dame because I liked uh, watching him play last year. So that's uh, one for me. And I think whoever gets Bo Scarborough might get. Uh, uh, that, that's back. one that's that's a name that I, I've I've seen slide a lot, and I think it's going to continue to slide. But who, whoever lands him, I mean. He he can produce. Don't yeah, shake but, your head at me, Eric. What was he can produce for how long? Look at the history of Alabama running backs just because of what Saban puts them through. I mean, come on. It it 
the past five, six years, it hasn't been kind. And GMs are wising up to that fact. I mean, the Saints notwithstanding on that one, I guess. Yeah, that that's the one exception or aside from that. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, you're right on about that. You know, Trent Richardson, of course, being the worst of those. What a bust that was. <laughs> but Again, anything going. <laughs> yep. Anything else you guys want to talk about with, with these uh, first three rounds? Will we uh, call suck. it a night? Raiders still suck. I don't know what John, the Raiders are doing and either. John, but, uh, and John Gruden is already blowing it. He's going. God, he's going to be a bust of a coach. Watch. I'm. I'm. I'm I've been but, saying it. He's not that. Well, good. I mean, I this is wait. from the Chiefs fan that is hoping with everything possible that he's a bust of a coach. So Andy, Andy Reid will choke before, in the playoffs. So yeah. I was always. I was saying that before, man. Even before he was an overrated coach. I don't, so. But yeah, I am hoping. It, it, <laughs> it, it's maybe an interesting setup as the countdown to Vegas continues. <laughs> yeah, but it's just is certainly Chargers, strange. Though, the Broncos had, a gr- had great drafts. Broncos and Chargers. I hated their drafts. They had great drafts, though. The Raiders did not. Even uh, Chiefs didn't even yeah. have that great of a draft. I mean, I. It's only like one of their picks, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know what the Raiders are thinking. I think Miller's it's the fine. Ghost of Al Davis. But yeah. The ghost, the of, Al ghost Davis of Al Davis. Yeah, it's it's back in the war room. Just win, I don't know baby. about the PJ Hall pick. I don't uh wasn't a big fan of that. I mean Arden Keys. It's like let's keep getting the guys with the, well, the, the, <laughs> the only thing the Raiders done right in my opinion, is the trade they pulled off with the Steelers. The, uh, the Arden... Let's get Martavis Bryant. Yeah, that was a good pickup. I mean, I, I mean, for the value, I mean, that was the only thing I see the Raiders done right in this draft. Uh, but, but I look at it in a different way. It's I, I don't see anything they've done wrong. I, I just, yes, it's not sexy. They've taken two offensive linemen, two defensive linemen, but that's your 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 core. Yes, their offensive line has been really good, but they turn over very quickly. Mm-hmm. So John Gruden wants to make sure that continues to be the number one positive on their team. They went out and got Bryant, so yes, they got another weapon for for Derek Carr. You already have all the weapons on offense. Secondary needs some work, but again, you can cover. Secondary, secondary needs a lot of work. Well, yeah, but you can cover bad secondary with good pressure, and you still have six picks left to to try to address that need. So I'm not saying just... that they are up there in the top, but I don't think they went out there and sucked. I, I don't no, think they, they sucked, but I, I think the Chargers made the much more intelligent pick of taking Derwin James yeah. and the, saying, uh... let's load up that secondary uh, because of Barrett constantly gets hurt. Um well, you, you can know, just, it, just say Chargers get hurt. That's all you have to say. You don't have to name yeah, them. Chargers yeah. constantly get hurt. Uh, yeah. I mean, same that thing with the injury getting the same thing with getting the linebacker out of uh, USC. That's to cover for linebackers getting hurt. Uh, so I, I think there's, their draft was smart. They, they went on defense, which you have some guys that are sort of aging along with the younger guys to be able to fill those spots and 
Yeah, it's yeah, on paper. I, I, on paper, I, the Chargers are going to be dangerous. But you know is that you could say that every single season on paper, they they just right. don't put it together. I, for some no, reason, they, that team just can't do it. Yeah, they 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 fight and they scratch well, the claw. They give you hope in the preseason, then all of a sudden by week four, you want to set things on fire. That's just how it happens. Well, I mean, I mean, the Chargers are are like you know they 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 have a good regular season when they can stay healthy and then they just falter in the playoffs. Well, they kind of reminds me of Andy really Reid. healthy last season. So they and they still, you know, sure they had the kicker just, issue, but they still I mean, well, the kicker was a turnover machine that, for the most part. So yeah. I, 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 I just I think it's Rivers, man. I think I mean Rivers is as talented as any quarterback out there. He just like mental midget IQ when it comes to in, like pl- mistakes in the game. I don't, I don't get it. If somebody as talented as he is, was well, anybody, he, lo- he lost any Woodhead. He lost his mind. <laughs> so was any, some, anybody surprised they didn't take a quarterback a back Jackson to, to, or something. To, yeah. I actually thought they, it would be a good year to take somebody to learn under Phillip rivers. Yeah. Cause you have to wonder how many he's got left. He's look. He the man's got seven kids. He's gonna play for as long as it takes. <laughs> all right. Well, let's be real. Here. Gotta support the all those in, kids, man. And the fact that they're in L.A. playing in a soccer stadium. I mean, you know, real estate out there. Come on now. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. It, no joke. No joke at all. So. Yeah, I. I think that. Uh, so who do you think out of the first three rounds best draft so far? I think Giants. I got yeah you got to give it to, I got to give it to Giants personally. With with I say the Giants one A Baltimore one B. I don't think Baltimore's up there. They took two tight ends. They had the best first round. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I look at it as they're trying to recreate that. At Hernandez Gronk, they've been trying Not to do that for how many years now? How many tight ends did they yeah. have at one point? Like six. Well, I it's... mean, you do it. Insanity is doing something over and over till you get it right, expecting a different result. Yeah, no, no. See, the, the, the get it right part doesn't exist in that. <laughs> it's it's just doing it over and over, expecting a different result. There's never a different result if it just doesn't work. I. J- and, and I hope it might work going, this time. I hope they're not going for the Gronk and uh, Aaron Hernandez uh, situation. We all saw that turned out. Um, <laughs> well, oh God! Especially Gronk. It did work before, you know. <laughs> yeah. And one went to Vegas, and then one, yeah, well, went to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> over and over again. Yep. Sean, who do you think yeah. won this draft? And, and one's just hanging in there until we get back to him. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that's awful. And there it is. That is I didn't awful. Want Good Jesus, lord. That's, that's damn. I mean I thought I thought the Bucks had a great draft too, to be honest. I, I mean Yeah. So I <laughs> Robert Roberts is trying to change. <laughs> no, he needs to change the subject because that was awful. <laughs> no, I was just, I was just, I was just trying to keep Sean from trying to tell everybody that he thought Dallas had the best one. 
<laughs> no, he, they didn't. I, I thought hey, they hey, did pretty hey. but He was David what, Carradine. Honestly, you know what, honestly, I, I think for what the Browns needed, you get Mayfield, you get Ward, Nick Chubb, possibly your running back that you've been seeking forever. You're, you get a lineman. I mean... Yeah, but Mayfield that one automatically just destroys it. <laughs> just, we don't yeah, know but, that but yet. Think of, think of this. Like, think of this. Yes. They so could have got, got the number one running back and still got the quarterback uh, Quarterback they wanted. The, the Browns won the draft by Browns' expectations, as in everything. Well, is technically the draft's not over yet. They won the first, the first three rounds. but by, by Browns' expectations. Again, by normal expectations, yeah, they finally worked their way from F to C+. But if you're yeah, grading on that excellent curve, it's an A. <laughs> I don't at know. least they're not Detroit. <laughs> at least, yeah, at least they're not the. I mean, that's that's saying something, but it's just like. Well, see, I, I was going to say the Jets, but we have a Jets fan, so. It, it, again, they've only had two picks. They haven't screwed it I, up I, yet. I, I, I like. I, I'm, Even I'm though I have team. again, I have yeah. zero clue who the second guy is, but the experts on it, my my TV sounded like he was good. I have. I don't. I don't see the problem with what the Lions did. I like Carryon Johnson, and of course, being an Arkansas guy, watched a lot of Frank Rag now, and he was he was terrific for them last year. So, you know, um, I don't know much about Tracy Walker. Not like I watched a lot of Louisiana tape or whatever. Who, but who's had who has the worst draft so far? Uh, the Raiders, the, no. the Raiders, no. the Saints. Because I mean, the like like we said earlier, well, Raiders. The Saints, are, you never know; they have had two picks. Yeah, true. The Saints. I mean, the Rams. Don't, they I, only have like one, two. Yeah, that's I think not they really. Have two. And was it really anything? The like Eagles, Chiefs didn't really. Oh have yeah, they draft. Yeah. So actually, you're right. The Rams had the worst draft so far because they only had one third rounder. So yeah, yeah I was going to say that. technically, by math, sta- math. I mean, really, what kind of value did they get? <laughs> the Rams look like they have the, the squad guy. The Rams look like they have the Jets strategy from like two years ago. They have five six rounders. I think the Jets had a, that many. Yeah, one but year. look at who the Rams have on their team and what they did in the off season. I mean. Yeah, I don't think they really they care about the draft right now. All right. it's, it's tough to, to pick losers here because, I mean, it all kind of depends. Everyone's going for needs. Uh, most of these are going to miss, which is the crazy part about this draft. I mean, how many yeah. people actually turn into anything? It's like, oh, they didn't take an offensive lineman in the, the first round. They needed offensive lineman. I'm talking about Seattle. Well, how many of the offensive linemen are going to be straight studs just because they're first round? So it's impossible to say. Back on the side that I, I, I like so far, just I think the Giants probably have won it so far. I'm with you guys, but I, I loved Arizona's draft so far. I uh, to me, they got the best quarterback at, at pick ten. They got I, I him do a good like weapon. They, they they got Kurt to be a big weapon for him. They got the center for him. So yes, they need to work on defense still, but you can't do everything in one draft, especially with just three picks. Uh, but they possibly got 
a, a couple of huge pieces for the future offensively, and I think that's great. Honestly, going through some of this draft, yes, you can question a lot of things. You can question why the Saints moved up. You can question why the Raiders stuck just the offensive and defensive line and didn't work about secondary. But there's not a single team where I just look at them and go, what? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I mean... Besides Dallas. (laughs) What was... And even then, we won't really know until the season. I mean, right. We, we only make fun of you next Sean, season. We, we only make fun of you for Dallas because you, the last message I got for you was what? And then we thought you jumped off a bridge. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, definitely. That's going to happen. I will say Vander I, Ash. I thought you an, David Carradine yourself. Vander, for a guy yeah. that lives in Idaho, Vander Esch is an awesome story. Obviously played eight man football in high school. Uh, a guy that I bowled with for years, who is a photographer, went down and was taking photography for some tournament and had talked to the head coach there. And his freshman year said, this dude's going to be something. So it's just one of those really awesome things. You go from eight-man football in Idaho and you get drafted in the first round in the NFL draft. It, even though it's to Dallas, as as Mike, who has been on this podcast, had said, you know what? That dude just made millions of dollars. I don't think he cares. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll get behind Pretty sure that. he's happy to go to America's team, okay? So They're not America's team. Yes. They're still... They're America's not even Texas's team. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. You know it. It's true. It's harsh, but true. What, are you saying because a hurricane happened, he all of a sudden love Houston? What? I don't I love mean, Houston. Uh, I mean, I, I have a main crush on J.J. Watt, but, I mean, that's beside the point. We won't go into well, that. Well, J.J. Watt is just, like, a special person. I mean, like, so, oh. we've gotten way off the rails here, but who is America's team anymore? I think Denver won it last. Like, the, the poll. Denver? Yeah, Denver beat out Dallas. And I think they've held it for, like, the last couple of years. So that's a, Honestly, that surprises me. I thought it was going to be Green Bay. Because they, yeah, they seem to have a fan, a fan base everywhere. I would say Green Bay. Or the Steelers. We, well, see, that's the thing, though. Is, yeah, I mean, the people so, in Green Bay have jobs to go to. The people in Denver are busy at home getting high. So they, they could just sit there and vote all day. <laughs> Not to mention, everybody wants to go to Denver. So it's like, yeah. hey, we could go to Broncos. Well, game. I don't know about in the winter, but maybe in the summer, yeah. Please, Denver Please, fans, he, don't he, take he, my he, shit he, seriously. We'll smoke. Please come, come to Denver in the <laughs> The springtime. <laughs> Come on down to South Park and you have yourself a time. Uh, <laughs> oh we have lost it. All right. All right. Well, before it goes off the rails more, uh, I want to thank all these guys for being on. Because uh, they sure didn't have to, and especially after I fell asleep yesterday. They could have just said, you know what? Screw this guy. We're not doing this tomorrow. But they oh, did. We, we tried to say that, but we we felt that there might be any repercussions. <laughs> I, I would, on the record, I was not afraid of repercussions because I've been on the other end of them before, so I didn't care. Let's go. Yes. Uh... <laughs> That's the first thing that you texted me that morning. It's like, yeah, please tell me you did it. I'm like, yeah, funny thing about that. <laughs> well, because I wanted it to be out there for the first round because normally we don't stayed away. talk about the second and third. We just do the first round and then we just do team grades after that. But, hey. We did a little bit different this year. Uh, maybe Monday or Tuesday we'll be doing the team grades after a course. 
what happens on uh, Saturday with rounds four through seven. So, yeah, that should be. I know a lot of people just kind of tend to skim or skip once you get to rounds four through seven. But we'll nice try to. Some more playoff action going on in a few other sports. <laughs> oh, the well, Thunder are gone. It doesn't help that the coverage for the draft completely skims over the picks the final day. Yeah. It's it, yeah. anymore. It's they're talking about something else, and on the bottom they're just Boy, going it's like pick eight after hours pick after pick, whatever, and you're right? like, "Who are these people? Where are the videos on these people?" And then thirty minutes later, you're like, "Oh yeah, this guy got drafted." Like twenty like, picks that's ago, where you Let's have to have about the videos because you don't know who the hell these people are. Yeah, so it and, makes it uh, really like, tough to watch day three. You got like Uncle Rico out of San Diego University. <laughs> hey, no, he got fifth round. That's that's who the Jets got in the second round. What <laughs> I forget, he he was from. They they said Fort Wayne State. He, he where is Hayes? Fort? Hold on, where's Fort Hayes State at? Does anyone? I know have no idea. Fort Hay? Fort yeah, Hayes State Hayes, is where Hayes. the Jets got their third it's, round pick. Get our resident Division Three guy it's on in here Fort to see Hayes, if that's what. duh. <laughs> call, call our resident Division Three guy. It's in Kansas, I guess. Okay, because I'm like, all right. Even with Humboldt State, I kind of heard of them. Kansas City. Hey, in-state tuition for that school is only $4,500. That's not terrible. He's from a community college out west. Fort Hayes State Tigers. There you go. So, And their their main rival is the Nebraska Kearney. <laughs> so, yeah, they're uh, Division that's gonna two. The that's going to be the fourth <laughs> round pick for the Jets. <laughs> Another guy from Fort Hayes State. So to the rest of the country, that, that that's called you know it's the Nebraska Colonels. But you know people in Nebraska say, "Hey, pass them Kearneys." So. <laughs> All right, guys. Good night. Okay. <laughs> Get out of here. This this is off the rails. So let's wrap it All up. All right. So. Again, I want to say uh, thank you to all the guys for being on. I will probably, I don't know, unless these guys want to be back for the team grades, it'll at least be me and Eric uh, back. Again, we want to wish uh, Gary and the whole family uh, speedy recovery to the kids and hope things keep going well. Um, And, yeah, of course, you want to make sure you go and subscribe to the whole WTO Network because – like I said, all these guys do something uh, for the network. You have, of course, it's Robert with the, with the world-famous MMA <laughs> to the Max podcast. And uh, always check out his video podcast because they're great. And uh, he's the one that's been pushing us to do this right here. So if you like it, hit that like button, hit that comment, let us know. Uh, perhaps we can figure out something to keep doing it this way. Of course, Eric is also uh, my compatriot over there for Soccer to the Max. Uh, Miss Rachel McCrigger has been sick as well, so we that's why we haven't been doing that. But we'll get back to that uh, pretty soon this week, hopefully. Um, there should be a kickoff next week with Eric and Jason and Harry and Brandon and anybody else that joins over there uh, to review the draft on their normal Wednesday night slot. And uh, Randy, of course, 
does I'm uh, just here. <laughs> yeah, he just here. He does reviews here and there. He does a trivia thing. Um, you're still doing that, Randy? I don't. I don't know if you. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually working with Robert right now. We're going to be doing an MMA one here whenever I stop being lazy about filling out the format. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Randy's got a lot of stuff going on, so you know. We get we give him a we give him a pass. Yeah. So. You guys, I, I can't be working on website stuff when I'm on the height seat on my little league coaching career. I was like, we've lost a couple games. The parents are pissed. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going to make it to the whole season, so I'm a little preoccupied over there. Got to get on that road to hey, Williamsport. Man, if, you, if you don't, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't make it, more time to podcast. Yeah, if if Randy comes back to the podcast semi regularly, you know what happened. Got fired. <laughs> yeah. Or or the season ended at, at the end of May. That's that's yeah, probably more like that's the, the story's not funny. True. Not that funny. Yeah, I, I, I think we should go with you got fired. <laughs> fired from the league. Randy, as long as we do the break, as long as we do breaking news on the website, I'm okay. But it's fine. It was, you know the the NFL will still be in like the doldrums by then. So. We still we probably wouldn't be doing a podcast for a little while. Uh, but all right. Uh, until Monday or Tuesday, we'll be back with those uh, the Team Great Show, review on the draft, and everything else. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you later, everybody. See you. The Peace. previous podcast has been an original W2Mnet.com production. Hang in there. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com <laughs> for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports.